Miracy. And I don't think that they realize that the goal with energetic alignment is that if I build myself into the person that can handle all of the things that are coming my way, then I will naturally handle them and attract them. Sales and confidence, two words that often strike fear in the hearts of many coaches. But what if I told you that reframing your perspective and aligning your energy can unlock a whole new level of success? Well, keep listening as we explore the realm of energetic alignment and discover how it can reshape the success of your coaching business. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you're listening to Just Between Coaches. I run a business called The Coaches Console, and we're proud to have helped tens of thousands of coaches create profitable and thriving businesses. This is a podcast where we answer burning questions that newer coaches would love to ask a more experienced coach. So imagine your coaching business where selling becomes an act of genuine service, where every interaction with potential clients becomes a powerful conduit for transformation. My guests will share invaluable insights to help coaches overcome sales challenges, boost confidence, and attract their ideal clients with magnetic energy. Today, I've invited Mark Longwith. Mark is a heart-centered entrepreneur, co-founder of Energetic Alignment Academy, an MMA fighter, and a sommelier. He left the food and beverage world to pursue his passion for coaching. Now he's coaching hundreds of clients and creating impact in the world. Mark, welcome to the show. Hi, Melinda. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. I am so excited to have you on the show and talk about this. I love this alignment. It's so powerful. And before we begin, would you mind just sharing a little bit of your background with our folks? Sure. So um, I was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. I lived there for about 40 years of my life. Uh, grew up in a pretty crazy environment. Uh, mom and dad were kind of cheating on their partners and crazy background as far as a lot of criminal activity. And my uncle went to the same prison my grandfather went to. And I just took all of that craziness, for lack of better words, and focused it into martial arts at a very young age, like around the age of 12. And that enabled me to not follow the same suit of what my family had followed and what I was surrounded by. And during that time, I built a lot of resilience, a lot of grit. I became a teacher. I was focused on martial arts as well as the food and beverage industry. And so as I started to get older, I transitioned into this food and beverage world. And I went from a busboy to a food runner to a sommelier eventually after being a server. And then I started venturing out and I ventured out and opened up a brew pub in downtown Las Vegas called Banger Brewing. And I learned enough about business to start consulting. And so when I started consulting a little bit here and there, I noticed that it really wasn't ever the business that was the problem. It was the people. And that's what really got me into coaching, just that mindset. But the actual shift into coaching came from me just being unhappy with my business partners because they weren't as driven as I was. And so I hired a coach myself and just hiring that coach absolutely changed my life. And I was just stuck on coaching ever since then. I love it. I always love people's stories about how they got into coaching or how coaching got into them and the evolution of that. So now the focus of a lot of the work that you do is this energetic alignment. I want to dig into that on the show today. And before we really go any further, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page when we talk about the concept of energetic alignment. So can you explain what that is and how it relates to coaching and sales? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, energetic alignment just means that 
first of all, it starts with the self-awareness. Like that's where all of the self-development starts. You really actually become a little bit actualized and aware of what's going on. And then you start to look at your life and say, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? So I think when you start to dig deep into the inner work and you start to align with what it is that exactly resonates with you, truly you, not what your condition, not what your family taught you, not what society says, you start to show up in this very aligned and powerful place. You know, am I surrounding myself with the people and the proximity that's going to get me where I want to go? Am I taking care of my body? Am I going to the gym? Am I eating the right food? Am I getting my meditations in? Am I living a fulfilling, happy life? And I think when you're in alignment that way, energetically, what happens is you actually start to attract what it is that you're looking for, as opposed to constantly trying to search and look for all these things, they start to come to you. And that's what we teach when we talk about client attraction and energetic alignment. I love it. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun with this conversation. One of the things that I think about with um, energetic alignment, not just that mind, heart, body, energy alignment, but I also think about values, emotions, senses, thoughts, words, actions, almost in that order. When all of that can be congruent with each other. I mean, that's where the state of flow exists. And then you're just walking through your life and these synchronicities happen, which certainly aren't coincidences. And you start hearing people say, oh my gosh, out of the blue, this just happened. And out of the blue, that just, it came out of left field. It came out of nowhere. And it's like, no, it came out of somewhere. And there's a reason for it. And the more intentional we can be about that alignment, the easier and more fun our life, our business, our everything is. It's when we're out of alignment where things get funky, get rough, get stressful. And it's just our body, our mind, our soul saying, alert, alert, hello, there's some work to be done here so that we can have that congruency and that flow. Anything else that you would share with our listeners about helping them wrap their brains or their hearts around energetic alignment? Um, honestly, I would kind of piggyback off of what you just said and say that there's a, a direct correlation between your core values and how you align your life and how everything shows up in your life. And I think a lot of people are looking outside of themselves for the magic bullet or the quick fix or the next strategy, even if you're a business person. And I don't think that they realize that the goal with energetic alignment is that if I build myself into the person that can handle all of the things that are coming my way, then I will naturally handle them and attract them instead of trying to build outside of myself like some new option or strategy, if that makes sense. So it's kind of a reverse. When I think about energetic alignment, you really have to look inward. And that's what makes the difference for me, if that, that makes sense. I love it. That's one of the things that I say a lot and I share with our students. Really, a starter question is, who do I need to become for those goals, dreams, desires, intentions to be a reality? What does that look like? And when we can spend our time and attention there, then we understand where we need to focus and where we don't, right? Shiny objects go away because we know what is important for us by answering that question. Who do I need to become? I just love that, Melinda. Thank you for sharing. Like, that's really exactly what we teach as well. The weights don't get lighter in the gym. You just get stronger. So Ooh. you look at that Ooh. statement, right? I love it. It's such a good statement because you walk into the gym like, oh, I want to lift that. No, no, no. You need to become a person that could lift that weight. Then the weight will be, you know, bestowed upon you, like the blessings that we have in life and the abundance. So, okay, I have goosebumps. I have never heard that quote, but I love it. It's right downable. And so, let's talk about energetic alignment and how it relates to coaching and sales. How, well, how would you talk about that? So, I think when it comes to coaching, I think the biggest thing is we really want to be talking to our ideal client. Right? We want to talk to our biggest fan. I think that people are trying to sell themselves out there. 
to the wrong people because they're just not in full alignment with themselves. So they're not really attracting that, that vibrational match. And I think that when it comes to sales, I think it's the same thing. It's just giving an offering from your heart-centered space, which I really believe is alignment, and saying, oh, you like those? I have some more. And guess what? They cost this much. Like To me, that's the piece of really knowing am I aligned from my heart of just giving from a place of genuine care? I think that takes all of the the ickiness out of sales, if that makes sense. Yeah. I had a mentor that called it sales as service. So many coaches that I encounter when they're new, they're like, oh, sales is pushy. It's convincing. It's manipulative. I don't want to be icky. And it's all those things. It's like, well, that's one way to do it. An old school way to do it is how I describe it. But there's still a lot of people that are doing it like that. But it's more about the coach approach, that alignment, that energetic alignment with your heart. And then it's sales as service. And it's really just an invitation. It's just an invitation. Like you said, you're giving an offering. It's like, hey, does this resonate with you? Does this make sense? Am I your people? Is this your thing? Is this your path? And if so, great. And if not, okay. And it's just that detachment from it really creates, I I find that detachment is a big factor in creating and keeping that energetic alignment. It's funny you mentioned that because I use sales as service all the time. And I believe in that detached piece wholeheartedly. But then I've also added an, an attached piece And I call it the bridge of transference. And I look at it like, don't think of it as losing a sale. Think of it as losing the possibility that you could have transformed somebody's life. And by you not actually making that sale, you're actually doing an injustice to that client because they're going to stay stuck in a place that you know they don't want to be. And you are the answer. I love that, the bridge of transference. So what are some of the steps that coaches can begin incorporating Uh, so that they can take this approach in their business, with their coaching, with their sales, with everything they're doing in their business? I think it starts with the ability to actually get quiet, listen to yourself, spend some time alone and introspect. Because I think that's when you start to connect with your internal dialogue and maybe even start to connect with your vibration. Let's just pretend that you want to be surrounded around a certain type of person. So you start to introspect and ask yourself, like, well, what does that person think like? How do they operate? Just the simple idea that if I'm more like what I want to attract, I will attract that. Then I think that will put you in that realm as opposed to getting into the fact that we are scientifically vibrational beings. We're all vibrating molecules. Like that's a whole nother, you know, rabbit hole. Simply just saying like, oh, why don't I just think of it as like-mindedness? Simply like-mindedness. And I want to be around those like-minded people. Now, you've mentioned the word frequency a few times. So say more about that. What do you mean by that? So, and I'm not an expert, but you know, I do a lot of meditations and I do them daily. Um, I've done a lot of Dr. Joe meditations and the way he explains it, and I've found that it's worked for me, right? I can't prove this scientifically. He's actually starting to prove it scientifically, which is amazing, is that if I am able to drop into a state of meditation where I'm connected to the frequency of, say, hypothetically abundance, because it does have a frequency, or hypothetically consciousness, because it does have a frequency, then I naturally begin to vibrate more and more like that. So instead of desiring and wanting things to happen in my life, I realize I don't even have to manifest or think. All I have to do is just be in that energy. Thus, that energy will be more attracted to me. It reminds me, oh my gosh, maybe 12, 14 years ago, probably longer. I've lost all track of time. Dr. and I'm going to butcher this name, but Dr. Masuro Emoto, he did this um, water experiment 
we'll put some information in the show notes because that's just a really cool thing. But talking about frequencies and how abundance has frequency or any of those, he did this study with water just for our listeners that don't know about this. Um, He was a Japanese businessman and uh, really got into the science, the molecular structure, and he would put water near, it would be a little sign that said the word love or hate or abundance or fear or just all these different words or all these different locations. And he would freeze this water and then he would look at the um, crystals under a microscope. And it was amazing to see how the water changed its structure based on what it was near or around or if words were spoken to it or certain musical sounds like classical music was one and he did different kinds of music to see how it changed. And you could see how it would Some of it would make the water uh, molecules and structures so beautiful and gorgeous. And some of it made it look so horrific and unattractive and harsh and brutal. And what you're talking about, the frequency, I, I go straight to that as just that how true frequencies are. We can actually measure it and see it. And when we can like go back to that question, who do I need to be? Who do I need to become and live in that? We bring others at that same vibrational frequency into our realms. Absolutely. I agree completely. And I remember seeing those, they look like beautiful, like snowflakes. You know, if you look at it as simply like a frequency of my thought puts something out to the universe and I'm like an antenna and I draw that energy back to me, then what am I thinking about? Now, it's interesting with the coaches that we work with in our programs, they're often newer. There's a lot of fear, doubt, trepidation, uncertainty, a lot of that exists. And so a significant amount of the work that we do is paying attention to what are the thoughts you're thinking? We call them villains and superpowers and really being very intentional about controlling or choosing what you want to think. And if it's not serving you, what thoughts do you think instead? Because in just doing that, you're milestones ahead in the success that you can create. And then of course you learn the steps and here's this strategy and there's that strategy and these five processes and all that. But it really is about the energetic frequencies, the thoughts that we think and having that alignment. Yeah. I mean, if you can master that, like you can master anything. Like you said, who is the person you have to become? I think that's the stepping stone. I think that's the foundation of it all right there. Melinda. So many coaches, especially early on, they struggle with self-doubt, especially when it comes to selling their services, putting themselves out there. How can this energetic alignment really help coaches overcome these challenges and and step into their full potential and feel good about putting themselves out there? You know, I think it's it goes back to obviously working on the energetic alignment piece, but really looking at a couple of things. One is like what's your core values? I think when you dig into your core values and you know your deep purpose, your why becomes so strong, you're able to sustain and then eventually overcome that deep imposter syndrome that just plagues all of us. And then another thing I tell our clients that I think is super important, it's a little more on the tangible side, is slow down for two minutes and just look at what you've actually done. Maybe you don't have the certificate you want or you didn't go to Harvard, but think about, oh, I went through all of this and I've listened to this many podcasts and I read this many books and I've worked with this many people for free. So really looking and stacking your wins and going, I actually have a tangible piece of evidence, a lot of them, I am qualified for this and I can show up because look at what I've done. And the last piece I say is, do you want someone who's got some certificate from the school or do you want someone who's really walked the path like you have and came out the other end and said, hey, I figured this out. That I think always develops confidence. Now, you and I can jam about this conversation 
for a long time because uh, we see eye to eye and have a lot of common um, thoughts about this. But there might be some people that are skeptical about the idea of energy and its role in sales. Like, how would you address the skeptics and, I don't know, maybe help them understand the practicality of energetic alignment in a coaching business or help them at least see that side of it? You know, it's a tough question for me. And it's a great question because I was raised in this really crazy environment of like my mom did my natal chart the week I was born. My dad was into astrology and crystal balls. And then my mom got really into religious. I always kind of had this, whether it was religion or that, that, I always felt connected to spirituality. So someone who doesn't have that connection, I would simply say to be curious, just be curious about the possibility that if I change the way I think and I change the questions I ask myself and I change the frequency I show up as, it might change my life. So I think curiosity would be the answer to that question. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for our folks to hear this episode. Now, let's talk about some of the common energy blocks, the negative patterns that coaches encounter. We've kind of been mentioning them. How can you identify and address these blocks to help with their coaching or help better their sales and enrollment skills? I think when I look at energy blocks, I think it goes back to sitting in your body. I know this is going to be like super woo-woo, but just bear with me for a minute. It's just when something's happening and it's just not going in the direction that I want it to go in, I have to sit in my body and go, why do I want this? Like I literally ask myself, like I must be creating this in some way, shape or form. What am I doing to create this and why do I want this? I've had people do virtual events, set them up in Eventbrite or set them up like through ads and be like, oh, you know what? I hope nobody shows up. And it's like, it's so crazy. If you just sit with yourself, I think those answers will come to you a bit more. And then if you're just talking about tangible, I do believe in energy clearing. I do believe in Reiki. I do believe in emotion code. I do believe in in things like that. I don't know if your audience is into that. I think there are times when when we can actually utilize an outside source, like a Reiki practitioner, to clear our, our blocked energy. It's actually something that I do at my events. I will have somebody, they're usually not even at the event. And they are somewhere, but we've had a conversation and the intention is for the day before the event, the three days of the event and the day following the event, they're clearing, they're doing that Reiki uh, from a distance and just helping to do whatever we can, whatever's possible to keep that energy clear, to keep that alignment there so that my energy is there, my team, the participants at the event, and just really keep that such a beautiful space. So I bring that into the work that I do. I know that I'm going to keep doing it. That's for sure, because I'd rather have that than the alternative. Now, how can coaches strike a balance between aligning their energy and also meeting, you know, the practical demands of running a coaching business? Is there a risk of becoming too focused on energy alignment and neglecting other important aspects? How does this blend? There's absolutely a risk there. And so this is something that we talk about heavily. So we're really big on masculine and feminine energy. And believe it or not, even though we're in a little bit of the woo-woo space, most people are more in their masculine. And we have a lot of female clients. And I find that the women are more in their masculine. Like They're so hyper-masculine, driven, and focused. And I think you really just need to find a balance. So I can't tell you what that balance needs to be because I think it's actually on a scale of how you operate as a person. You know, some people are just super driven and they want to work 10 hours a day. Some people don't. But I think if you're not balancing your feminine and masculine energy and you're not being on the receiving side and then also the the execution tangible side, you're only operating at half capacity. 
And so when I think about that, I'll just give you a couple of quick examples. If I'm just waiting for things to pop up and I'm just waiting for the universe to show me a sign all the time, probably a little too much of my feminine energy. I need to actually work through the process and the signs will come. If I'm grinding all the time and I'm burnt and I can't receive, and I'm not allowing anything to come in, new ideas, I'm probably too much of my masculine. And you really want to balance those two energies because they're crucial for the success of your business. Because without them, I really do think you won't get anything off the ground if you're too much in your feminine or you will burn out before you get you know, to the level you need to be if you're too much in your masculine. Yeah, I agree. I have a chapter in my book about balancing the masculine and the feminine within business. And I have found working with women specifically for the last dozen or so years, what we know to be success is to emulate the masculine. So that's what we do. Now, I think the last several decades, we've been turning that around and it's still prominent. And with a lot of the women that I work with, it's like, let's bring, it's not good, bad, right or wrong. I love what you said. It's the balance. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, the metric has been men as a success model. And I think that that's just a false metric in general. And I think that women and their feminine energy is in my humble opinion, far more powerful. I mean, it's creation, it's mother earth. And I think that it's really awesome to see that the world is starting to revere and respect and uplift that energy, because I think that that is the energy. The feminine energy is the energy that is going to change the world. I just think that we need more masculine structures to protect it. Yeah. And now you're speaking my language. I mean, that's why I created the software, you know, 19 years ago to have the masculine structures to breed the freedom for the feminine. And when the two can come together, it's unstoppable, in my opinion and experience. And uh, I love this topic. We could go on so many tangents of this topic, but I wanted to ask you, would you share a success story or a specific instance where you witnessed the power of energetic alignment in helping a coach achieve remarkable results as it relates to sales? Like, What lessons can we draw from that? I worked with a young woman who just had all of the pieces in her life put together. Like she was super diligent. She was focused. She knew what to do, but she was in a situation that wasn't serving her. She was blocked energetically. You know, the possibility of her making six figures, I just think didn't even enter her mind. So this is partially a story about possibility and partially a story about energetic alignment. And the possibility part was just me helping her see who she really was. And I always say, I believe in you more than you believe in yourself and you can borrow my belief. And if you do that, I think that it's contagious and it rubs off. And she was able to connect with the deeper idea of who she was as a person, but not just that, but the possibility that she could achieve. And she went from having a business where she wasn't really making any money at all to being able to do 15K a month. And I think just watching her shift like that was amazing to me. And yes, it was energetic alignment, but I think for me, it was so much about possibility. I think that's what energetic alignment does too, is it, it just opens you up to what's possible. Because if it's possible, then it may be able to be achieved. And I think in sales, we're so limited on possibility. Like we just actually are expecting people to say no. We're actually expecting that we can't make five or six figures a month. Most people, they're like, oh, I can charge a hundred bucks an hour. Let's get into some more specific strategies or practices that coaches can use just to help them energetically attract that ideal client you were talking about at the very beginning. How can they create that? Like when the listeners are listening right now and they're like, okay, I'm going to go do this or be this or experience this. What are some of those specific things that they could do? So I think from two levels, they're both tangible. One is I would definitely start to meditate and connect. I think from the business side, 
is people would need to actually go out and take the time to do case studies on their clients and understand who they are and what they want and go really deep because think that all of the information and alignment you're looking for, all the golden nuggets are coming from your clients. And that is the number one thing I don't see our our clients do enough. And when you do that, you come back to this place where you're in your lab, whatever you want to call it, and you're journaling and, and you're gaining pure clarity on who that person is, what they really need, not what you think they need. And when you have that kind of clarity and this finished product, I think that is what actually aligns you with the person you're trying to speak with. Or you might go through those case studies and be like, that's not even who I want to talk to. But I think not enough people do that. So those would be the two tangible pieces I would tell them to do. So let's summarize a few of the things that we talked about today. I love how we kicked off the call in really describing the energetic alignment talking about that mind, heart, body, energy alignment, as well as the values, emotion, thoughts, words, actions, and that alignment. We talked about there being a direct correlation between our core values and how you show up. And you talked about the goal, like that really is the goal of energetic alignment is if we build ourselves up in a way to handle whatever it is that we wanna create, that's when it can happen. It's who do we need to become for our goals and dreams to be a reality. And I love the quote that you gave us. This was my write downable. The weights don't get lighter, you just get stronger. And you brought that into business. And we talked about how it relates to coaching, talking to our ideal clients. And if we're selling to the wrong people or how do we attract people at a vibrational match to us? We talked about sales as a service and that detachment piece, keeping it heart-centered and an invitation. And then you gave us that bridge of transference, that perspective that says, they didn't tell me no as a sale, I'm losing the opportunity to transform somebody's lives. So let me get myself in order so that I can impact others. We talked about how do you address the skeptics and be curious about the possibilities, get into research mode. We talked about the frequencies and vibrational match. You gave us some great things to do when we're struggling with self-doubt, slow down, celebrate what you have done, acknowledge and own the path that you've been on. We talked about some common energy blocks and I love what you gave us, the exercise of sitting down if something's not going well. And there's actually a few things that I've got in my life that I'm gonna be doing this with in my journal. Why do I want this thing? This thing that's not going well, this challenge that's showing up, why do I want this? It must be like, I must want this in some way, shape or form. So why is that? How is this serving me? And I just, I love that inquiry. We talked about balancing the energy and the practical and the masculine and the feminine. You gave us a great success story and then gave us some really specific strategies on how we can begin to get into energetic alignment. Mark, do you have any parting words for our listeners? Don't be so hard on yourself because we are in a society where we really didn't grow up with rites of passage, I think like previous societies did. But if you just take responsibility for every single thing in your life, whether you think you're responsible or not, it empowers you to do something about it. I love it, love it, love it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches. And also a giant thank you to Mark for this incredible conversation. You can find out more about him at Energetic Alignment Academy. Dot com. That's energeticalignmentacademy.com. And in the show note, you'll find all his links and the link to his live three-day workshop where you can learn three keys to effortlessly attract your ideal clients. Mark, thank you so much for coming to the show. Melinda, thank you. This has been a pleasure. Such beautiful, beautiful topics. 
I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. Just Between Coaches is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as To Lead is Human and Blowing Up. Mishi Lance produced this episode. I wrote this episode together with her. Cynthia Lamb is our supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. And post-production was by Post Office Sound. If you want to listen to upcoming and previous great episodes on Just Between Coaches, please follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might be listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and I'll see you next time. Miracy. And so the tailor, having gathered together the beautiful scraps, began to sew. He stitched and he sewed and he sewed and he stitched. And by the morning time, he had made himself a beautiful coat. Now, when he wore his coat into the market, everyone admired it so much that the tailor decided to wear the new coat everywhere. And that's what he did. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? In each episode of Once Upon a Business, Lisa shares a fairy folk or traditional tale and then extracts rich business lessons that are applicable for entrepreneurs, coaches, and course creators. Stories always take us on a journey from one place to the next. Sometimes this journey is literal, sometimes it's metaphorical, but always we find ourselves transformed. This story, The Tailor's Coat, originating from Europe, takes us through a literal transformation of the pieces of cloth and yet somehow teaches a powerful lesson. It does speak to a common entrepreneurial journey. Many of us start out working for someone else and give them everything we've got. Perhaps the tailor finally deciding to make something for himself is similar to the entrepreneurial desire to begin to create a business for ourselves. We take the scraps, the skills that we've developed, the experience that we've gained, and we launch our own business. I think it's an incredibly important skill for an entrepreneur, for anybody running a business, to be able to know that creating something out of nothing is always possible. And it's often the way forward because it's out of the scraps of what's been done before. It's out of almost the missing pieces that are not quite there that we can actually bring our creativity and bring our determination and bring our vision to create something really wonderful, really brand new and really beautiful. And then we can walk around the town with it. You know, we can be proud, we can step out and we can wear it until it's almost worn out, but not quite. To hear more of Lisa's stories and learn the deep lessons they carry, make sure you subscribe to Once Upon a Business wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you every other week with a brand new episode.